What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Sam spinning the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you continue to go to their website. Uh, you can shop from the comfort of your home. Check out all their latest new products as well, too. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of Sports Drive. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Anything that we were discussing on yesterday's show, if you couldn't call, you didn't get a chance to call, you couldn't get through, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give an opinion on, you can do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments. Um, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget, if you need to follow me or reach out to me, you can follow me on Twitter, at SportsGrind. Um, also, you can log on to the business page of Sports Grind Entertainment on the Facebook or if you're um, on my personal page as well. You can stream the show. Um, you can leave comments. We'll read them <clears throat> if they fit and they're appropriate. We'll get to them as B2 as well. Also, um, don't forget, if you miss any of the episodes, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily uh, daily podcast every day there as well, too. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. What's up, Jonas? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready, to rock and roll, Mr. Sam's. What's up, fellas? How we doing? All right, all right, man. Now I'm standing that we, you know, we're live out in Austin. You know, you're listening to us live here on the iHeart app and everything, and Twitter too, right, Jonas? I know we got in San Antonio. The feed will be back on <clears throat> at some post game UT. Spoiler alert: uh, They let TCU come back and get them on, so they're out of here. Of the Big 12 tournament, one and done. Um, yeah, and that's, I mean, we've got, you know, conference championship tournaments as we speak going on. Big East is in action. We got some news with that. You know, um, yesterday, kind of the news was, you know, Bayheim, uh son basically got suspended for a game. He wasn't able to play today against Duke. I think they took an L against Duke. Duke was down in halftime. I think Duke came back to win that game. Spoiler alert. But, I think he got off the hook a little bit, uh, a pass in my opinion, because who his dad is. I mean, he's a senior. I saw the the, the punch on the kid from Florida State. Um, imagine. Think about it. Even if that's uh, – what's my man's name? He slipped – my kid slipped uh, – my name, the kid that played for Duke that kept tripping people, kicking Grayson people. Allen? Grayson Allen. Can you imagine if Grayson Allen, you know – it's being back in college, after all that, his reputation, and he would have stayed coming to senior or whatever, and he would have punched a kid like that deliberately. Right? They would have, they would have suspended him for the, for the rest of the tur- the the ACC tournament, March Madness. Um, that was a reputation thing, and I, and I do believe uh, Beheim's son kind of got off the hook with only one game. Um, you know, now they went down; they're out already. I don't really know what their resumes too much out. I'm pretty sure they'll be in the tournament. Um, you know, but what what do you got? That one's actually gonna be a close call, we'll see, because they're yeah. sixteen and seventeen. Right. Um, you know, that's they're they're a bubble team, especially with that loss today. Yeah, you know, the other one that's kind of bubble too as well, you know, Michigan, they blew a lead too. Um, just like Texas. I mean, Michigan blew a lead. Uh they end up losing uh to Indiana. 
And, you know, I told you even before the whole Juwan Howard fiasco, you know, they were kind of, you know, one of those bubble teams as well, too. So they go out one and done in the um, Big Ten tournament. So I don't know. Michigan's one of those that's going to be interested if they can get in as well, too. You just mentioned three games right there where it's a total uh, flip-flop at halftime. Mm-hmm. Because Michigan was up forty-one twenty-eight, and you, you lose yeah. it in the second half. Syracuse was up big, eighteen fifteen points, and then of course Texas today. It, there's two quarters, there's two or two halves rather mm-hmm. to a basketball game. You got to come back out af- after the uh, after halftime. Yeah, it's it's eighteen nineteen year old kids, man. I mean, it's a college basketball, especially this time of year, is a game of runs, the two halves. I mean, you, I don't care who you're playing against, unless the superior talent is just on the other team. I would say seven out of ten times a team at the at down in college basketball at halftime is going to come back and make a run to some point. I'll just tell you that it's just years of paying attention to it. Um, you know, not saying that they'll always come back and win, but they usually come back and they usually win the second half for the most part. So you got college basketball that's going on. NBA history has to wait still. Still waiting on this. You know, remember when we we didn't do, you know, on this show before in the years past, I mean, we've done over and under totals for NFL. We've done them for baseball. We've never really done them for the NBA. But I know this year in particular we did look at the Spurs. And I think at the time when we looked at this, um, they had the Spurs. The Desert had the Spurs. I think the over and under was 29 and a half or something like that, if yes. I recall. Was it? Yes. Man. You know what? I can't remember certain things like AC or anybody tells me like from one day to the next. But if you tell me something about a line or what a line or a total was, <laughs> I remember that. Like, yeah, that was 29. That was 29 and a half like five years ago. But no, nah, yeah, 29. And, you know, we looked at it and I was like, you know what? That damn, that's because tell me, let me tell you, as long as I've been paying attention to stuff like that and Pops Air Spurs, the, the desert usually gives Spurs the minimum, especially in their streak of 50-plus wins, the minimum they would get as a total would be like maybe 55 and a half, 54, you know. And I would say even after the post-title, even though before the big three all were gone, you would still get them at 51, 52. Now, because this is the lowest that ever came in, and, and let me tell you, that's the reason why there's tall buildings out there. That's the reason why there's sport books that, that survive because they know. They, they're never that off. So when I saw I was like, damn, that's slow, but look. It's 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 going to be hell getting even it feels like to 29 to 30 and we're sitting on this record which was a um a low crowd by the way last night right 18 hardly anybody there I saw some people posting stuff on social media like man there's nobody at this game I mean you were 3000 away from capacity so I wouldn't say there was absolutely nobody but the the bowl and I I I was one of them Didn't I, you go I, yeah I, I you went won. to the game last night yeah and I was up in the top spot I mean $16 for a Spurs ticket you really can't beat that to try and watch 1336 Are you Project Spurs why aren't you using your media why don't you get credentialed and why are you paying to go there I cover the Austin Spurs for Project Spurs, and I'm uh, not one of those media guys who likes to just uh, get a media pass just to look. go sit there and watch the game and, and com- converse. Yeah. That that's just not my style. So so no, I, I I and I you can't even drink in the in the well. I mean, you can try, but yeah. you, you can't drink in the in the media area either. And, well, you I'll know, tell you, a game like that, you want a couple beers. So I used to be when we first got started in this thing. Uh, like I said, we were even on the other station. I used to go there the first. It lasted about three or four times. After the first two times of going to cover them in the media, 
and getting tired of the routine of, of, of Pop's military routine, how he would make the TV guys sit here, whatever. The thing that kept me going for the last three or four uh, was the food in the back, the free food for a while until I just figured oh, out. And then they hit a bad stretch there for a while. I was like, you know what, man? I can't get cell phone service down here to check other scores. I'm out. Y'all can cover them. You know, uh, but – no, nah, I get you. So you were there. So you're up in the bowl. 16, not yeah, far from Coach K's final game uh, at the uh, at Duke on what tickets were going there for compared to Pop chasing history and, and trying to become the all-time winning coach. Oh, yeah, but but we, we talked yesterday right there at the, at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, Dante setting that over-under line at 15,000. They had more than 15,000. Okay. But it was just, uh, as as per usual, the lower bowl was very uh, very, very empty, very sparse, hmm. sparse. Okay, All right. it was, it was rough. Yeah, and then uh, I'm not, I'm not one to leave games early, but did you say uh, fifteen? You meant fifteen hundred, right, or fifteen thousand? Fifteen thousand. Okay, because yesterday we were speaking wrong. Because I thought somebody said fifty. I thought Dante said fifteen. No, it was at fifteen thousand. He, he set that line at fifteen thousand. They had fifteen, fifteen one. That's not that bad. I mean, from a, a, a you know, I mean, what it seats like what eighteen and some change. AT&T for, for the for the higher ups. I mean, I was the, up there in the top. Right, but I'm talking about the AT and T Center together. It, yeah, I mean, 18, it seems like about capacity for the AT and T okay. Center. Yeah. Well, that's not only three thousand off. I, I, honestly, I would have been. I would have went a lot lower than that. You know, just based off of history, what I've seen. But anyway, they but it got started away. to empty out a half. That's another team that you know Spurs collapsed at the halftime. Well, I know one thing Pop was saying even after uh, what loss was that. I think they lost to. Uh, I can't remember who it was. There's a couple of losses ago, but he was even talking about how they just can't, they 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 can't close quarters. And he said this young team. I'm like, hey, well, Pop, honestly, man, if, if I was still covering you going down there, I would have told you, asked y'all, like it's been they've had that problem for the last few years. Okay, I mean, even when some veterans were still on this team, when Demar was on this team, Patty Mills, for the last couple of years, they they do not close quarters well, and they can't really execute. Well, probably, they've gotten a little bit better this year out of that, but I think the main, I know I remember the two things I would harp on the most would be, you know, finishing the quarters and not being able to execute out of timeouts. And that was a problem in the last couple of years. But, you know, I just know Pop had brought it up the last couple of games that, hey, you know, this team, we just haven't figured out how to close quarters properly. That's one of the things they haven't figured out. I mean, they still haven't figured out inbounding. Uh, there was a really bad turnover last night. Jakob basically passed it right to the Toronto guy. Forgot mm. he's been in San Antonio for a couple of years. Mm. Uh, but then he had lost to Jante in the third quarter, had to get stitches on his head, mm. and some head-to-head contact there, and, and that really spelled collapse, and, and Pop after, mentioned that after the game. After DeJounte, I mean, he's the head of the snake right now. That's why I say, man, this draft is very crucial uh, because I just feel like we, they, we've got to find two impact, the three impact players that are really impact players from day one. Now, I don't know about the Austin situation, whatever, but depending on where this ping-pong falls, that's the, you know, because DeJounte is going to need some help. Like I said, I like Keldon. I think Keldon's the next one in line. I haven't given up on Lonnie yet. I mean, but Keldon is, is a little bit, you know, finally, even though it took, and I gave DeJounte a pass because he had that injury that really set him back a couple years ago. But he's finally taken that leap where you can say, okay, 
He's 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 all star, you know, uh, worthy. But at the same time, he's worked on the consistency part. And that's where Keldon Johnson needs to get. I don't know when it's going to click. I mean, I know he was with the Olympic team this summer, but the, I'm waiting for him to come in his role. But DeJounte needs another one. We, we just need to hit on these picks and get another bonus fide lottery guy. You know, like a tie, even if they fall in nine, eight, ten, somewhere even in that, they've just got to hit on it. And they've got some other picks as well, too, um, which. Uh, there was uh, there was something with that pick too because Toronto somebody's about to end up seating wise that affects their pick that turns into a first round as well too I forgot I thought I was hearing somebody talk about that well the Maybe. Toronto pick is protected at fourteen uh, as and then the the Celtics pick is protected at four at top okay. four so okay Maybe that's um, what I was hearing. so that's where one of those things where I mean if the if you let the Raptors go ahead and win and they work their way out of you know, top 14. Hmm. I see you working. There you go. I see you working. Also, um, basketball-wise, the Lakers continues to roll downhill. You know what they say, roll downhill, because that's pretty much what they are. And the deal is they lose to the worst team in the Western Conference, which is the Houston Rockets. And Houston Rockets didn't even have one of their better players than play at last night. Um, and they're running out of things to say. They're running thing. They're running out of things to say. I mean, LeBron's coming in with shades on and hat down and stuff like that at press conferences and just saying we have no margin for error. His knee really looks like it's bothering him for the first time in his career. Like you know, he's had some knickknack injuries. He's missed a lot of games a couple years ago with LA, but I've never seen LeBron favor anything while he's on the court. And to me, and then I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. It comes to the point where. You know, this guy's in his 20th season, right? Isn't he already 20th or 19th? Bron? Yeah. Isn't it 20 already? I think he's hitting 20 next year. Okay, so he's 19. 2004 was his rookie class. All right, whatever. 19th to 20th season. The bottom line is this guy, and, I, and you know, they're not eliminated yet. I mean, thank goodness for the play-in because that's really what they're playing for. They're not, this team is, I've been saying it for a week, they're not going on any five-game winning streak anytime, so they're not doing all that. So best-case scenario, they're either missing the playoffs and becoming one of the biggest assembled busts in the NBA with some of their lineup and all that. I mean, we're not talking about championship. We're just talking about making one of those eight spots. Because even if they play in the playing game, I, you know, the same thing I said kind of with the Spurs. I'm not counting that for L.A. I look at it as like, you know what, this is just this extra lingering COVID situation, and you really didn't make the playoffs. But – the bottom line is, is that if it wasn't for LeBron trying to own all the records in the books when he retires and I'm Lakers and I'm invested in him and knowing this guy's going to come back for another year 20 or whatever, we're in the verge of basically talking about shutting down. If you're out there put favoring the knee like LeBron is, but they're not, he's not going to do that because he's chasing the captain. He chasing Kareem. And that's really what it's about. And, and I think that's really what it's going to be about the last couple of years for him. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be because because the Lakers are pretty much strapped, man. They, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if they're going to move Westbrook in the off season, or whatever, but their limitations of it just comes down to if 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 Mr. Plastic, aka Anthony Davis, can stay healthy or not. And LeBron, just see, is LeBron finally is Father Time finally sitting there? Not because you can spend a million dollars a year on your body. Which I found out Russell Wilson spends about a million. I'm finding out for some reason. I'm finding out a lot of things about Russ, like I've never really paid attention to before. And I'm finding out very interesting in the last couple days. But yeah, but he, you know, you can do all that you want to, but Father Time, 
like that old saying says, is undefeated. It's still undefeated. So um, Lakers continue to struggle. Tatum continues to stay hot. Uh, speaking of Jason Tatum, he's hot. Boston's continue to be hot. You know, uh, Adoka is is look, very looks like he knows what he's doing. Okay, I'm like, okay, Adoka. That's now I see why Neil Long gave you time of day. Still haven't figured out how you pull that, but I get it. Okay, um, and the, Adoka's a good looking guy. I'm, I'm just teasing that. I mean, because that's, that's Neil Long, but. And we had her in the two one zero. I figured like we should have gave him the job just off of that. He should have been waiting. But anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So the Doka looks like he knows what he's doing. Boston, I, I don't know. Again, you know, last night showed you why. Still, I'm confused, and I don't know what I feel about the Heat because they get blown out by the Suns without Chris Paul and Devin Booker's first game back. So when I look at Boston, and I know the Heat are up there. I don't know how far Boston can take this. I mean, Philly, I think, you know, Philly's still going to be probably the team. And and I'll tell you this right now. If you ask me right now, Milwaukee, without a doubt, is still the team to beat in the East. They are probably, unless injuries take place or something like that, they are probably going back-to-back Eastern Conference champions. Okay? Um Maybe I'll change that, you know, before we get into the playoffs. I doubt it. But if you ask me who I would pick right now, you know, I kind of went against them all year last year because I didn't believe in Bud. They proved me. They got the champion. And you know what? They look still hungry, and they still look like they're above the rest of the East, even maybe Miami. Like a little bit, but definitely they still look like they're cream of the crop. But Philly got something to say about that. You know, we'll talk about that. We got more football news rolling along as well, too. Jerry, is Jerry a daddy? Does Jerry have a young daughter? We've got to talk about that as well, too. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by the LaHood Law Firm. Keep in mind, the LaHood Law Firm has 82 years of combined experience that can help you in any criminal matter you find yourself in, whether it's white-collar crimes, probation violations, DUIs, you know, and especially they'll give you the main important thing, they'll give you a free consultation as well, too. All you have to do is go to LaHoodNorton.com, and that is the LaHood Law Firm official sponsor of the Sports Drive. All right, so before we get into some more of the docket and talk some NFL, we've got some breaking news coming out from the diamond down the wire in the last five minutes. What do we got? 
Yes, sir. As of 16 minutes ago, Jeff Passan is back, and so is baseball. <laughs> yeah, you tell me Jeff Passan, uh, ESPN MLB analyst, got hacked, huh? Okay. He got hacked earlier, but this one's yeah. legit. This one's legit. So now uh, what he's got... The develop, of course, all details are developing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he uh, reports on Twitter: players can report to spring training camps as early as tomorrow. Opening day now is expected to be April seventh, uh, and transactions now unfreeze upon ratification, which is which is of course everybody signing, putting pen to paper, um, and is expected to come as early as today, which will mean free agency and trades can occur. And then uh, it, just for that final vote, 26 to 12 in favor of the new labor agreement. Well, you know, one thing I did have on the doctor today. So, I mean, that's good news, especially for seam heads out there. And pretty it tells me that they knew, like, look, man, we can't do steroids this time to bring it back. I mean, they, it was it, like they would have been done for years. I don't care about trout or whatever. They would have had to really miss the whole season. That would have put them on the A ball. And, and baseball's had a lot of momentum in the last few years in regards to promoting uh, their individual stars. Uh, you know, showing a little bit more personality, you know. Um, Allowing the bat flip. Thank you. Well, that that still is more, but you still got some old school guys get the red ass about that. But but I hear you. But the bottom line is that's good news. Um, they, they got it done. Now, I did have it on the docket. I'm interested to see what they came to on the agreement for the international draft. Because they, because they, yesterday there was reports that it really pissed people off. No, you know, Poppy spoke out about it. Some current Latin ball players talked about it. And then the day this morning was being reported that now the the players' union was open to kind of work through that. So now, what do you know the details? Have you heard anything on that? That has not developed yet. That okay. we don't have. That. I'm sure you know. Again, after they officially sign it, um, they can't. You know, because I guess in theory they could go back on their word right now and just be like oh you know 12th hour or whatever but they voted it's it's, it's got to be official i would assume right yeah i mean that's been the whole thing with this whole lockout situation that's why it's been going on i mean one of the things that have been getting out and being reported is, is that there was a lot of things coming from the owner's side that the players thought that they wouldn't really negotiate and changing things in good and not negotiating in good faith and then changing things after meetings like oh we're going to send you that well wait a minute we talked about that and y'all add this to the proposal so Yes, I doubt it that they, I mean, they wouldn't run with this. They they wouldn't, you know, make this announcement. Uh, baseball was back unless both sides were really 100% sure that they had gotten to a deal that both sides could agree to, you know. But again, this is, and you know, and I'll, and then this is what I'll say is that the difference also, I think in 94 and now, because it's the truth, and I said this yesterday, there are guys, even in all sports, I don't even say hockey, but I damn sure know all the major sports over here that live check to check. And these salaries have gotten, you know, bigger. So what happens when the salaries get bigger? You know, um, spend that old ass go. The more money you make, the more you spend and the more you got overhead and expenses. And that's the difference now to where you got guys. And, and and, And again, the baseball still has the strongest union in this country, but it comes down to where not everybody's got Trout and Bryce Harper money and all that. You still got your utility guys, Miller Road, your DH, all these guys that got big contracts and they got big more expenses. And hell, even the guys that got the money end up having more expenses take on. So when you're talking about missing, taking off, a total of 162, and you cut that number in half, you start getting guys like, wait a minute. And I think that's the reason why, because I don't remember 
that that didn't pop off at, with me in my memory in 94 that the owners were this outspoken about you're not getting paid through this lockout. You're not getting paid. You know, and, and I don't know if that was one of their main strategies that they wanted to execute to even get this. Because honestly, this is sooner than I thought. So opening day is officially going to be what? It can be April 7th. Okay, and I thought for sure May. I, I, I was already preparing May was going to be the earliest, if that, that we were going to see baseball. So the fact that they were able to get this and get this with these last two couple deadlines that they've had, um, like I said, it's it's good news for seam heads out there. So it's really interesting about the international uh, trade, uh, the dra- international draft part of things. Because I was reading, of course, uh, this morning, Ken Re- Rosenthal uh, mm-hmm. had a really good article in the Athletic, and he was talking about where that became such an important dividing issue for both sides. They decided to, that they just really couldn't, and it wasn't a major issue before, but in the eleventh hour, it became one, right. and so they didn't want to budge, but. There's there's there was an agreement on the table or proposed that they could get the baseball season started and reapproach this on November 15th for the 2022-2023 season. So moving forward without the draft this year hmm. and then okay. just reapproaching it next year. So I wonder if, if, again, maybe that's still something that's not decided yet, but they've agreed in terms to table it for later discussion. Well, it's back, and so most likely they're moving forward. So again, we'll, we'll we won't have a drought again. When once we finish uh, basketball, we'll still at least have baseball getting up and going. So um, other than that, the other docket, uh, the news uh, we want to start in uh, NFL wise again. You know more, you know releases here. I want to talk about you know supposedly tags, but the other news that surfaced came out of Dallas. Um, and it's it kind of came out last, yesterday evening, but Jerry Jones, okay? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but supposedly this is a situation where we've got um, a young lady at the age of, what, 25? Yes. 25 years old that is claiming that Jerry Jones is her biological father and that her mom was paid... There was, from what I've heard, there was a trust fund set up, and that her mom was paid a certain amount of money, of course, and signed something to kind of keep hush hush. And I guess now this woman is of age; she's older. Uh, the value of the Cowboys has risen a lot in the last twenty five years since she was birthed. If this is true, um, and now it's to the point, and if I'm not mistaken, I even read I think this girl served even in the Trump administration or something like that. That she worked in the Trump administration. Sam shaking his head like Sam knows. I know Sam would be able to tell me. Like, yep, sure did. Uh, but um, so to me, I don't imagine anybody that can sit here and and I can't say that because in this day and times anything's possible. But it, it's hard for me to imagine that somebody. And the age of DNA testing, and you can approve, and you don't have to go to Maury to say, I'm not the father. You don't have to do all that. You know, um, it, it most likely, if a young lady comes out and says, hey, or a young man say, hey, that's my father, that's my mother. I can't imagine somebody doing that and not having DNA evidence or whatever, been able to prove it. So it doesn't shock me that if this is true and this was able to keep under wraps, I mean, I'm pretty sure Jerry's wife, I'm pretty sure Jerry's kids, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about this in the, in the Jones family. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I, um, and this is just a story that for whatever reason, this lady's come out. 
um, and said, hey, you know, and I'm not going to and I don't know what she looks like. I don't know, you know, of other than possibly of her working in the Trump administration. I don't know too much about her. But the one thing I will say is that before I just basically sit there and say, hey, this this woman's out for money and it's because this and this. I mean, that might most people would look at this in the motive. But I would also say that, you know, I've never been through that, fortunately. Uh, but, you know, it's a situation where if you feel that somebody that is your father, your mother, that is neglecting you or not owning you. It, it Like when you go through your younger years and coming up, of course, you can kind of deal with that because you're dealing with whatever your parent or the other parent is telling you and you're kind of buying into that. But when you get to that age of 25 and, you know, you start thinking about having your own family, I don't know if she has her own family or not, but you start thinking like, wait a minute, you start going through emotion. Be like, you know, this is a guy that everybody in the world knows. And Jerry Jones, one of the most powerful men, if not the most powerful man in the National Football League, uh, that has contributed to a lot of where the NFL is now, speaking of money-wise, because of Jerry. Um, you kind of want to be – you want it to be known. You want it to be a knowledge. Like, I want to let people know. Like, I want you to be able to understand. Like, you can't shame me to be like, oh, well, this is – because supposedly her mother – at the time she was working with the Dallas organization or she was working at some, she had some role that this is how this relationship allegedly started that Jerry would kind of say, we go 25, help me do the math. So we 20, 22. So that's right about 97. I can see it. I mean, that's not, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not, that's nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, ain't nothing like somebody's coming out now and like it's a four, uh, eight year old or seven year old saying that, oh, Jerry's my father. 25, I can see that's about the time. They win a Super Bowl. They living it up. You know, they just finished a run. Jerry's feeling himself like, hey, man, I just fired Jimmy Johnson. Don't you know who I am? Come here, girl. You know, I don't want to make light of this, but I mean, I'm just saying. So I, 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 that's how I feel about it. But I don't think Jerry declined comment yesterday. I mean, Jerry never lost the words on anything, but he didn't want to speak on this yet. But I would like to say if I had to, uh, if I was a betting man and I had to put money on it, I'm pretty sure the young lady's telling the truth. But even if she is, Jerry paid the $375,000 to keep this hush hush. In a deal to assure, according to ESPN, assure that he would not be publicly or privately identified and or declared as this woman's father. And so it gets interesting because they're coming off of he just settled with the cheerleaders for two point four. Well, now, that he's wasn't, got, but that got, was in his order. That, I mean, I but it's not his wife, but, but it wasn't really directly with Jerry. The organization Jared. is paying out settlements right now. So if you now have had her had this, even if it's a family story. So you'd be like, you know what? There was one time that I, uh, you know, your mom was telling you, well, there's, there's one time your daddy's Jerry Jones. Now, you can't say anybody. You can't tell us to anybody. But if they're at a point where they're already starting to settle cases for 2.4, and you're like, well, that money went to my mom, but that, didn't, that doesn't help me anything. That 375 went to my mom back in the day. That doesn't help me anything. Now, she's working with a U.S. Uh, US representative out of Texas right now. That's, that's her current job. Well, but, but but the fact that they're able to go into this lawsuit and open this up and, and when when I have a I have a problem, why do you sign an agreement where you can't speak on this? You think that this is all all taken care of. And now she just decides to go rogue with this lawsuit. Well, she didn't sign the agreement. 
I know she didn't, but but, but I mean her it, it mom should, did. It, you would think that this is we're talking again, Jerry Jones. Surely in that contract it says I again I can't be identified as this woman's father. But I get what you're saying, uh, Jonas. But you got to understand, this contract was probably done like around ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety nine. Maybe a year went by and the mother didn't say anything, but hit Jerry up. Hey, let you let you know, you know, um, I've got something to tell you. The time we had fun in your office there, whatever. After y'all lost, you fired Jimmy. Then the, we, we have a daughter now. You're like, so maybe this was told him maybe about 98, 99. So you got to think that's a different time than we are now. I mean, now we've got, look, we've got ambulance chasers as lawyers, man. Like you, I mean, this is, so to me, and not only that, we're to the point and she's 25. Yeah, she's at that point in that generation that, you know what, anything any means necessary to keep me to keep my ass out of a nine to five regular real job. If I can sit here and travel in my daddy and I've got Jones blood running through me and every just think about it. She's 25 years old. And I guarantee you, since the age of 18, 19, she's been looking at that fours report come out every year about how much the Cowboys were seeing her dad on TV constantly seeing that. And, and and maybe she's got a family now. Maybe she's not have a single. She's not married. Maybe she's single. Evidently, she dibbed in politics a little bit. But if that if your if if your dad's estimated worth is well, I mean, we talk about the Cowboys being worth ten billion. I guarantee you, Jerry's estimated worth is probably way more than that. Just him personally. So your dad's worth that kind of money, and you want me to sit there and buy buy a contract that was signed by my mother at the time in ninety seven ninety eight. If and again, this is you, not because again, I don't want mine because I, I came at this trying to give the young lady the benefit of the doubt. I'm not trying to just sit there and tell her, you know, some gold digger or some this is a, this is all money. There's emotions involved in this. Now, maybe this, I wouldn't have had this take maybe about eight, 10 years ago on radio because I would have came in and said, man, this girl here did a DNA test. But as I get older, there's emotions involved in kids that are not acknowledged by their biological parents. I mean, that. so of course there's probably some motivation become money, but I don't think this is all her coming out now all about money. Maybe 95%, but maybe not all the way 100. I just have a problem with it, 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 whether you signed the deal or your mom signed the deal, because obviously this woman was not born at that time. What's the point of a contract if it can't be enforced? That's true. I agree with that 150%. But, I mean, again, well, that's what they've got the lawyers for. I mean, they'll look. And now it's public. So even if it's not true, Jerry Jones is taking this. Not all publicity is good publicity. This is bad publicity. It's true. Is it that bad, though? I mean, hell, I can go down the list. Larry Bird. Carl Malone, I can name a couple coming my uh, came up to the top of my head that got kids that they just didn't acknowledge forever that came out of the woodwork. They finally had to to to, to come to the light. What you what you got, Sam? That Carl Malone comparison's a bit unfair to Jerry in this situation, though. Oh well, I forgot the details of Carl. I just my bad, Sam. I just kept it in the scope of things that he had somebody that took him. But anyway, I got you. I got you, man. You know the point, man. You listen to the Sports Cry. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back.